Well, hello everyone. Welcome to a second part of our new series called The Leader's Dress Code. This is the Leadership Mustard podcast and uh, I'm super delighted that you've taken time to invest in your leadership and what does it mean as leaders to, uh, to be clothed with Christ? You see, that's what Paul said in Romans 13 verse 14. He says, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And just as leaders, there's a certain dress code that goes with different functions. Our functions as leaders in the kingdom of God require the type of clothing that would truly honor and glorify God. Paul put it this way in uh, Colossians 3 verse 12 to 15. He said, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're going to zero in on that first one. What does it mean to clothe ourselves with compassion? And the first thing that I want to say is when we think about a leader's character, we're not just talking about behavior or attributes or attitude even. What we're talking about is the very glory of God. What we're going to see as we talk about uh, the dress code of a leader, this is literally clothing ourselves with God's glory. Here's what I mean. If we go back to Exodus chapter 34, verses 5 and 6. Now, Moses says to God, God, show me your glory. And in response to this, we read these incredible verses, verse 5 and 6 of Exodus 34. It says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Isn't that beautiful? So Moses says, show me your glory. God walks before him and proclaims his name, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. So I want us you to catch that this is not just boring character attributes we're talking about. This is very much the, the dressing ourselves with the glory of God as sons and daughters of God as we lead in the kingdom. So that God's glory is the manifestation of His character and nature, and the first aspect of that glory is His incredible compassion. Now, the dictionary defines the word compassion as concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. I like the Greek word. It's a little bit, this is where it comes from. So when we read that word compassion, here's the definition, because you're not going to believe me. It speaks about inward parts of body, intestines. I know that sounds weird, but compassion is literally feeling an ache deep inside of you. This is not a light emotion. This is the glory of God. When you feel inside of yourself, you very ache for the well-being or the misfortune of someone else. I want to show you two examples as we look firstly at the Father. And uh, that famous verse in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Basically, we can see here the ache of the Father for what He's created compelled Him to want to send His own Son as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be reunited with Him. That's the compassion. That's the glory of our God. I want to read you a couple of verses now from Jesus' life because I want you to see what a big role compassion played in moving Jesus. What motivated Jesus in ministry, compassion was one of those primary driving forces. Here's three quick scriptures. Matthew 14 verse 14, it says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That's what motivated Jesus. And what we'll see, every time there was compassion, there was action. It's that deep inward sense of love and longing that drives 
drives us to action for the well-being of others. Matthew chapter 15, verses 34, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, so or they may collapse on the way. And guess what? He fed them. Once again, his compassion, his sense of feeling with sympathy, the pain or suffering of others drove him to that place of wanting to meet the need. Matthew 20, verse 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. The big idea coming out of this is not just with our heavenly father, for God so loved the world, he gave his son, but for Jesus, moved by compassion, he was stirred into action to the well-being of others. Compassion was a primary motivating force in Jesus' life. So what does compassion look like? A couple of things. Number one, it is love that moves us to action. And we've seen that in the way Jesus responded. Number two, it's a love that joins us. I love that word. If you just think about the word compassion, com is always together. When Jesus gave us the great commission, it wasn't just a mission for us to do on our own. A commission is when he does it with us. That's compassion. It's when we want to join together with others to help solve a problem. Remember that famous Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. There's the compassion. Compassion is not from a distance. Compassion means coming to walk alongside someone through a valley to be able to help them through to the other side. And thirdly, it's a love that owns a struggle. That's the beauty of compassion. When, when you remember the, the wonderful story that Jesus spoke about, the Good Samaritan, where the, the priest, the Pharisee, could turn and walk on the other side of the road, the Samaritan who came along, he owned the problem. Compassion means I cannot just walk past this. My wife is uh, kind of like that when it comes to animals, especially dogs. When she, We can be driving through town, and then she'll see a dog running by the side of the road, and she knows this is someone's pet that's probably lost. There's no way we can just drive past it. We have to stop. We have to collect the dog. We have to find its owner, help shepherd it back to its owners. It's that sense of compassion which owns the problem and makes sure that we help solve it. So let me wrap up then with just uh, how do we put it on? And uh, three things to end off with. Number one, if, if we're going to be dressed with compassion, number one, it starts with seeing its importance first in this list. Whenever there's a list and whatever comes first means this is what leads. So it started with put on compassion. Remember 1 Corinthians 13, right at the beginning of the love chapter, without, if something's not done in love, it's done in vain. It doesn't count unless it's moved by genuine love. Secondly, Leaders, we've got to receive it. If we're not able to receive God's love and His compassion, we're never going to be able to reflect it. And sometimes, leaders, we can be too independent, spirited, too proud to actually receive. We want to give, we want to do, we want to serve. But first, we have to be able to receive God's love and compassion so that we can reflect it to others. And then thirdly, we've got to let it move us. We've got to reflect it. Jesus was moved by compassion, which means one of the primary ways the Holy Spirit is going to want to move you is by moving you with compassion. Let yourself be moved. It's a powerful emotion. It's a powerful characteristic of God's glory. Let compassion move you into action. So let's put on the glory of God. The dress code for leadership starts with God's compassion. Let's wear it to the glory of God as we lead. Hope that helps. Next one, next week. I'll see you then. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.